welcome to the Smutty Nutty Podcast. I am Lexi, and you can find me on Instagram at Reads by Lexi. I'm Ash, and you can find me on Instagram at a wolf 91 And today, I'm technically not last, but we're missing our two people, um, and it's sad, but I'm Britt, and you can find me on both Instagram and TikTok at Lunar Literature. And then with us, because like I said, I am not last, we have the queen of the cult, the one who brought us all together to begin with, the lovely, the gorgeous, Scarlet St. Clair. Woohoo! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and Scarlet, I won't make you say it, but I feel like you would have it memorized by now. All your handles are author Scarlet St. Clair. I think so. Actually, I don't have it memorized and I have to look it up every time. So, well, I have it for you. So. But you have it memorized. So. <laughs> I have it and memorized. I mean, by now, if people who listen to the podcast aren't following her on everything, I don't really know what they're doing. So, why are they even listening to us? With 90% of our stuff is about Scarlet. So, <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> They're probably sick of it. They're like, oh, no, <laughs> oh, again. I, I highly doubt that. No, I think. <laughs> I think all of your podcasts are always the ones that do the best. Mm-hmm. They usually mm-hmm. have the most views and we're horrible at promoting. That's, that's my to-do list this week now that I'm done with things. So <laughs> promotion. Yeah. Yay. Social Never media. Ending. No marketing. Um, speaking of promotion, you are going to France tomorrow to launch a touch of darkness over there. Correct. Yes, technically I won't be in France until Tuesday, but okay. I'm leaving. I'm on the journey <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's very surreal. I think I don't, I think I haven't accepted that it's actually happening because it feels unreal. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I was, when they asked, I was like, are you sure you want me out in France for the release of A Touch of Darkness? Because I don't think I'm a big deal there. Oh my God. <laughs> Is this what you really want? Do you want this? <laughs> uh, but yeah, they were, they were like, yes. So it's cool. And um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Very cool. It'll be great. You get to meet all your French cult members over there. That'd be so fun. Yeah, it will be an experience. There's like a, there's like two signing days, I think. And then like this, the publisher is having a welcome to Nevernight party. <laughs> So I'm curious to see what they, what they're doing to that. But my publisher, Hugo, they're pretty, they're a really good publisher. So um, I've been seeing some really cool things from them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that'll be on your social media this week, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Are you going to be there for the whole week? Are you going to come back? Are you staying for a little while and doing some sightseeing while you're there? I'm there till the 15th. I have to come back and um, do Imaginarium the week after so or like basically the same week I come back so I get back on a Sunday and then later that week I leave for DC mm-hmm. so let's just go down your list then since I have it on yeah. <laughs> busy 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 <laughs> so you're in France yeah. and you have Imaginarium on May 21st and then mm-hmm. um you're going to be at Best of Books on May 31st book bonanza in july 8th and 9th and then a polycon july 28th and the 31st and then you have some other things mixed in there but if anyone's ever wondering where charlotte's going to be it's on her website and social media you're busy like andrew and why we're here a game of retribution is coming out this month yes i sometimes forget because (laughs) it was turned in 
I don't remember when I turned it in, but <laughs> today I was like, oh, it's this month. It feels like, you know, I'm writing QMM right now. So it's weird to be like, oh yeah, that book's not even released yet. <laughs> and you're already moving on to the next one. Well, not the next in that series, but your next book. Right. <laughs> to everyone's deep, deep sadness. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Everyone can say anybody who's yeah, I was gonna say anybody who's sad about you working on anything whatsoever, even if it's not the next book that you know, uh just <laughs> please be quiet. Like I will take literally, we've said it before, you've done it for us. I will take your grocery list and be <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. It's um yeah, it's a it's an interesting thing, but I, I do love QMM and I feel like it gives me a break from new Greece, which just got harder and harder to write for a lot of reasons like the first book in a series I feel like so easy to write and then when you get to a sequel it's like oh what the fuck did I start like why did I do this <laughs> that is how I feel about QMM I'm like why the hell did I decide that these were rules and then, <laughs> and then you want to break them and so yeah so I'm 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 actually really dreading getting to to chaos you know I think there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure to end the series and end it well and you know, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'm excited for QMM too. I'm excited. Yes. For, like, I need more Adrian and I need more Dissolve. I need them bad. Yeah. I love them. I like, they have such an interesting, like, they're such an interesting couple compared to Hades and Persephone. So it's always interesting to, like, go back and forth between those two series. And, like, just, <sighs> I, I love them. They're very different, I feel, but, um, it was so interesting. I was reflecting on a review I got, I was tagged in today and it was the person did not like my, didn't like the sex scenes. She, she felt like the sex scenes were forced between them. And I was like, well, I mean, from the very beginning, I established that they're not having sex for love. <laughs> so yeah. I suppose if you took, take it within the context of the book, you may feel like that. Uh, so I thought that was very interesting. And so I was just reflecting on that comment because I don't know it caught me off guard and then I was like well I mean I guess given the foundation of their relationship it's that would be true you know it's very unlike Hades and Persephone I think and I do have two people who are really into their like fated mates idea like they're definitely like fate has this like we are meant to get be together because of fate but I still think it's done pretty different in both mm -hmm. books. I don't know. I don't know. People say really interesting things sometimes about why they dislike my books, which is fine. I do wish they wouldn't tag me, but uh, oh, it does make me think at times. Like I don't, I don't agree with that person, but sometimes I try to think about why would they say that, and I, I don't think it's not valid, but you know. I would love to know how that way. tag got through, though. <laughs> right. I'm, not, I'm not gonna get into admin talk right now <laughs> well you know I know I if, in, if you know if you don't follow me you can't tag me so obviously they had read something else of mine yeah um or had been following me but you know it's yeah. fine speaking of don't tag authors and bad reviews guys it's not good for anybody no ever just just you can have your opinion but you, you can keep it to yourself too if you want to argue that reviews are for readers and don't tag authors exactly that's how I feel about that yeah 
like but, you have a bad you know, in the end it. that's fine but just don't tag the author yeah yeah I think when you're in this industry you have to remember that you're writing for the people who love your work and but there's a whole industry of like a whole section of like book bloggers who have gained a following over hating on books and it's like that I mean if that's what you want to do with your time it's great but you know don't bring it into the author's space yeah we're not all mentally stable no <laughs> oh gosh no who is mentally stable this no way. I don't think I could For real meet an author or creator like creative person that is mentally stable no. <laughs> we're, we're very like <laughs> chaotic people yeah unstable yeah. at times very sensitive sometimes I think especially authors because you have other people living in your head so I mean that just automatically has chaos attached to it <laughs> I don't know I think, I think that yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say like we all have our own insecurities too and especially if if it's something that we've ever thought about or something we've ever like let live in our brain for a second and someone happens to poke at it then you just like go into a, a spiral yeah it'll throw off my entire day and I it's just interesting how the internet gives people the platforms to sort of do those kinds of things and say those kinds of things because you have to choose how you're going to approach it and I think you know Lexi Leah and Jess and I all just like there there was a moment where I got I was tagged in something that was really hateful and it and uh, that I, it was like, I had been tagged in a lot of hateful things, but this just did it, this, this one post. And I was like, we have to remove the ability for people to tag me in posts because I can't, I can't continue to be a writer and see this stuff. And, and you know, you can't, you can tell people all you want to not tag you in negative reviews, but ultimately that power is with you as the individual who owns the account. And so we just took away that ability because I just have too much shit going on in my life to have to deal with, you know, people on the internet who don't think I should be a writer, like, you know. And, yeah. Yeah. But still things sneak through and that's really frustrating. Eh. <laughs> it was fine. I don't agree with that person. And I think that, um, but I do think what she was picking up on was like the reality of their relationship. <laughs> so oh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't love at first sight. It wasn't any of that. It was enemies to lovers, and you don't yeah. Have to be in love. And Zold was not invested. Uh, yeah, Zold was not invested in the idea that they were meant to be together. Adrian was, and the whole book was from her perspective. So you will never please everyone. You will never be able to do it. And so you have to let that go. But uh, it's so much easier to do it when you aren't like glued to your social media. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> okay, so let's move on from our heavy stuff. And I think we're going to break the ice for a game of retribution. And all three of us have a funny question to ask <laughs> about Hades. And please don't <laughs> take it the wrong way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So I was going through all my highlights and I was like, everything he's drinking is whiskey. Does he drink water? <laughs> we had this discussion, my editor and I, because she was like, I feel like he is, 
Like if people didn't know he was an alcoholic before a game of retribution, they will definitely know now. Um, <laughs> but he's a god, and you know their sustenance is yeah. ambrosia and nectar, so <laughs> they really have no need for water. No, there was like a scene where he, I think Sefi's still sleeping and he woke up and he took two shots of whiskey and like went on with his day. And I was like, yeah, oh, that life. <laughs> and I was just like, Game. yeah, it was like by this time he doesn't have, you know, there's no ability to have hangovers or there's, there's no, you know, negative re- repercussions of, <laughs> of drinking whiskey I was for him. I know. Yeah. It's just like drinking water to him. <laughs> or the little kick. Yeah. A little spicy yeah. water. Spicy water. It's like coffee. Coffee is just water. It's just water with spice. It's fine. Yeah. Necessary water. Water <laughs> is necessary to <laughs> coffee is necessary for me to live. <laughs> so um since Hades likes his poker and everything, um, does Hades know how to play Uno? Because I feel like that would be <laughs> the next game after rape uh yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think that Sefi probably knows how to play Uno and will eventually <laughs> teach Hades. I could just see him getting so angry. <laughs> Uno would pick him up. She'd reverse it and he'd be like, no, fuck that. I don't like that. Hades <laughs> makes his own rules. You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or the draw, yeah. what is it, draw four? That would really piss him off. That'd be funny. I think if he <laughs> played Uno with Hermes and yeah. anyone else, it would be really bad. I think Sefi, he wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they 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 played Egyptian rat screw, which is really interesting in Malice. And um, I actually the scenario I described in that actually is something I witnessed. My friend and um, my boyfriend were playing ERS, and she was going to win. And he had one card left, and he said, "I'm going to come back with this card," and that motherfucker did. And. <laughs> And I was just like, that, so I wrote that experience into Malice because I was like, how the fuck? <laughs> you have to be like so fucking lucky to come back with that one goddamn card. And he did. <laughs> That's awesome. I never have that kind of luck when it comes to games ever. No. no. Although I will say I played Yahtzee with Derek yesterday for the first time probably since I was like eight years old. <laughs> And I kept getting Yahtzees, and he was, like, ready to throw the game against the wall. <laughs> he could not. I'm the kind of person, I'll watch you play a game, because I am so, I'm Hades. Like, I'm too competitive. Like, I will, I will, I, I will hate someone by the end of it <laughs> if I can't win. And I can't win, usually, so I just take myself out of it. <laughs> just remove yourself before it's a problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Chris is Chris is evil with games. We had one where it's like shoot the sheriff or something like that, and you have to be either a deputy or a bad guy. And Chris was just shooting everybody, and it actually <laughs> it actually broke up one of our friendships because the girl was so upset that Chris wasn't playing the game properly. <laughs> oh, my oh my god! Yeah, yeah. too funny. It's my. My question is, would Hades ever read or listen to a romance novel? Um, I think he, it would be kind of like, a, you know, her, him and Hermes being best friends, like, don't tell anyone. <laughs> that was so cute. 
Akate would probably be the one that like introduced him or like tried to encourage him to read romance novels. It would be it would be good for his uh, mental health. <laughs> it would probably where he gets all his ideas about sex from. Yes, you know. there you go. Make Someone some blue alien porn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think he would be appalled. But um, oh, I am putting that on. I'm putting that on. I'm going to put that on Sweaty and Nutty. I'm putting that out in the universe. I want someone to do character art of Hades reading an alien romance novel. Please. <laughs> oh my god. Ice Clan of Barbarians, let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he would be like grossly intrigued and probably, you know, that's probably where he gets all his uh, inspiration I for sex from. <laughs> No, I just have like this image in my head of him sitting in his throne with a glass of whiskey and a romance novel. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. The Hades thing. Totally yeah. Hades thing. Totally Hades. I, I do love though, like anytime Hades does something, it's like Kate in his brain saying that he's an idiot or he did it wrong or he's going to pay for it later. And it's always like, she's the little voice in his head. Yeah, she, um, well, you know, she's, she's, she's just interesting she has a different dynamic than Hermes and I think that I don't know she's almost mothered him I think she is she's primordial too so mm -hmm. she's 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 just a little bit different than has had more experience and things than him but it's so weird to me when like when Hades is faced with real life things he cannot handle it <laughs> <laughs> And I realize that I write him, but <laughs> I still think it's interesting that he cannot do it. And uh... <laughs> he struggled, poor thing. Yeah. He's got a lot going on. It's, I get it. Yeah. I hated writing retribution, so. But <laughs> oh. it was so, like, the whole time reading it, I was like, what the fuck? This was going on this, this was going on when this was happening. This was going, like, I kept, like, pulling up um a touch of ruin and like look at it, and I was like holy shit okay so she's doing this he's doing this and I was like what the fuck dude yeah <laughs> poor it guy it was so hard it was so I have no sympathy for him because he created <laughs> most of his problems but I know a lot of people do and my publicist does too she's like I still feel bad for him and I'm like I don't feel bad for him at all so. <laughs> brought it on himself dumb boy yeah I have no yeah. <laughs> I have no like sympathy <laughs> But no, it was such a, I just, it was so hard to go back into that world in that, that particular book, you know, and, yeah. and I knew what people were going to say, you know, before it was even said, which is like, you know, how annoying Persephone was. So I've had this resurgence of like those comments and I didn't want to experience it. I did not want to deal with it because I knew what was going to happen. And I am right because I always know what people are going to say about my books. And so, you know, and in conjunction with that, it's like, you know, when people say stuff like that about a character who you've used to work through your own trauma, it's, it's just, I mean, especially when I wrote Ruin, it was before I lost my dad and Retribution was after I lost my dad. Um, it's just a harder thing to experience. It's 10 times harder. And um, there's an element, it's, there's, there's a weird element of like fixation for me on that particular thing so I didn't want to write it for that reason <laughs> I didn't want to hear what people had to say 
It's understandable. I think um, Corinne said it in one of our podcasts, when people leave bad reviews or bash characters, you could be bashing a character that someone has healed with or mm-hmm. that you're like- And people with. have healed with Persephone. Mm-hmm. But I think there's an inability to actually think about what you would really do in a situation like that when you're faced with losing a loved one. And, yeah. you know, and my my decisions based on the way I thought about how Persephone would approach the situation in a ruin was how I would have, what I would have done before I, writing that book was, was the only way I think I could get to a place where I was going to be able to let my dad go. And I never knew that it would be so similar to, you know, that I would actually have to make that choice to actually let him go, to take him off of Vint. I thought he would die far way differently. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting. And I, I had a lot of dread. And so I couldn't, I couldn't focus on the book at all. So, you know, and there's only so much as the author you can do to sort of explain where you're coming from and, and hope people can step into another character's shoes. And, and there are readers who can do it and there are readers who cannot. Um, but my other part, the other part of that, I think that's discouraging is, you know, we're in a society that oppresses women and encourages women to oppress other women. And across the board in romance, especially, it's bashing on the female and lifting the male up, you know, as the superior subject. And I fucking hate it. And I just think it's such a shitty thing to do. And if you do it in a book, you probably do it in real life. And you really need to reevaluate how you view women in your world. and I think I'm like especially angry about it because I've been reading, uh, re- researching for QMM. This is very fitting because today is Mother's Day. But you know, women were once revered for their ability to give birth. That was a sacred process, and you know, it has been corrupted and made into something, you know, that's a curse. You know, because of the pain that you endure because, you know, Eve. Uh, you know, succumb to temptation in the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. And it's just a tool to oppress women. And we subscribe to that every time we cannot understand our trauma. Mm-hmm. And pisses me off. <laughs> Rightly so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. So There's my TED Talk. There's my <laughs> TED Talk. <laughs> Mic drop, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, boom. And I, I, I can't, I, it just, it, it, it's so infuriating and it's disheartening to see. And, you know, and I think that uh, writers face this on a daily basis. You know, you try to write characters that people say they want, like strong female characters or women who are working through their trauma. And then you, you do it and it's like, oh no, Hades is far better than, and far superior. And he does just as much, like he makes just as many shitty decisions like, and can you not step back and see that every fucking thing he did was like, Ekate called him out for it. Like, you have not been a good partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, if, if anyone reads a game of retribution and doesn't see the stuff that he stupidly like, I, I love him, but I said, you dumb boy so many times oh yeah I just I I think that you know I I was reflecting on this today I think that people think because I write romance 
there is an element of like I think people don't think I'm actually as intelligent as I am but oh, I do put I a lot of thought in everything I do and I just am like you know I don't do I don't do anything lightly and I don't I do everything with you know so much attention so much detail you know it's really insulting when people just like boil it down to I mean I even I got a really great review from um one of the trade websites but they were even annoyed with Persephone and I was just like clearly you haven't been through you know I mean you haven't been through what I've been through which is I'm glad you haven't been but you know don't minimize someone else's trauma just because I'm writing romance and a fantasy doesn't mean I'm not working through my own trauma so don't minimize that because you're fucking annoyed (laughs) it's very personal to me I knew retribution would be very personal to me and I went through a very hard time when I wrote it and uh, so I'm you know I have a very emotional reaction to it and I think people have a lot of opinions about that right they have a lot of opinions when authors have emotional reactions to the art they put out there but I mean you're bound to if it's something that's been a part of your life and a huge part of your life that has caused a lot of PTSD. It's just like, it's a, it's a thing. So, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to write it. It's out there now and I'm going to have to deal with consequences. I sound so <laughs> negative about it, but it's, it's just hard for me to do this again. It's just hard well, to go through it again. But yeah. I think the, yes, honesty is hard sometimes, but it's going to attract the right people and it's going to show the wrong people yeah I I 100% believe you know Ruin has become some people's favorite book and in the beginning people didn't like it I I distinctly remember like maybe I fucked up with the direction of the book but I just felt like that's how it had to go and um you know and I just didn't want to face it again I didn't want to face the shittiness of (laughs) what people had to say about a character that helped me become who I am you know but I mean, I guess that's part of doing this job and it'll get better, but I did not want to write it. <laughs> I was like, fuck this, <laughs> but I did it. And it's a good book. It oh, it's, it is a, it's a great book. book. I love this so. book. I love the whole series, but I love, I mean, everything you put out, we love and you know that, but, <laughs> it, but it's not just because we love you. It's like, you can feel every single act and point which you take with these characters it's calculated you can tell and you know then having these conversations with you or hearing the things that you say about your characters it's so raw it's so real and I think it's so important to continuously stick with that Mm -hmm. um you know and like Lexi already said the right people are going to be the ones who support that and love that and those are the people who matter the ones who are the one who are picking things apart that's their own insecurities talking and that's on them I do think it's a reflection of like what they don't like to see in their own life. And it's hard. It's hard to face, you know, your reality, but I don't know. It's interesting. I, it, sometimes it makes me think like maybe I was just annoying at that age or something, or maybe when I wrote it, people thought I was annoying too. Cause I just felt like I was pouring so much of my own experience into Persephone. You know, my mom is, uh, bipolar and, uh, you know, she forgot my birthday. So, right. Like my brother tried to physically assault me two weeks ago and she did, I didn't let her go home with him. And she tried to tell me to take her home and my brother, that my brother wouldn't hurt me after she just watched him try to punch me in the face. And so, yeah, it's just interesting to me. Like 
there's it's I mean if you don't have those experiences I don't want people to ever have those experiences but I did not have a mom you know who nurtured me I had a demeanor you know and who made Mm -hmm. me very afraid to do anything to make any kind of decision so even now like I have anxiety about making decisions because I just have those memories of you know, not even being able to go to the movies with my friends for the, for fear that my mom would just be angry because I was going to go somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, there's an extreme, there's some, some children live in, in very extreme conditions mm-hmm. and you're very lucky that it, you got the communication and the nurturing you needed uh, as a child. So I just, I just wish that more people knew what other people went through, I guess. Yeah. Or at the very That's least, talk about to it. Think. Yeah. 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 I'll never forget having that conversation with one of those people who's like, I just don't understand why they don't communicate. And I'm like, I'm, I'm glad it's easy for you to communicate with people. But in my household, when you spoke up, you, you know, you got hit or some, some combination, you got yelled at, you got hit. There was some, there was always a consequence for speaking up. Mm-hmm. You learn not to communicate mm-hmm. because there's, there's punishment involved in communicating. There's no praise. No. You know, you don't get anything good out of it. <laughs> and I think it's down. sometimes you get the, when you don't communicate though, when you just agree with them then they still get mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, you know, it's, I think everyone goes through different things in their life and uh, it's just, people get really mad. I, I think they look at communication as a trope in books and it's, it's not a trope, motherfuckers, <laughs> not a fucking trope. <laughs> It's a real fun thing that people go through and there are real shitty consequences for it. So I just, I think the, the more we try to say that, the more we try to say like lack of communication as a trope, the more we undermine, like, you know, how difficult it really is to communicate as an adult, you know, it is, that's my long tangent. (laughs) Well, I'm going to add fuel to the fire and I want to talk about how some people say they don't read Haiti series and I really want to drive home how important it is because a game of retribution he was busy and we saw so much new characters a whole bunch of like underlining things and I really want people to understand that you have to read a game of fate a game of retribution and Haiti's POV is not superior it's not better it's just important Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I brainwashed all of you because I've had these conversations <laughs> so much but like but a game of retro he like you don't see any of this like not I'm sorry not any of it but a lot of stuff is not in yeah Rome. right yeah well you know when I was writing Ruin Hades wasn't there and I couldn't figure out why I didn't know I I think another part to writing Retribution, it was very scary because I knew uh, at some point that it was going to involve the labors and I didn't know how. And um, and then getting into actually writing it was even surprising for me because it, it, there isn't, it's not, it's not a love story <laughs> as much, you know, and it's, it's more like plot and action based, I feel like. And mm-hmm. um. It's, and it's, it's even less like ruin than a game of fate was to darkness. Like, I feel like you can see a lot of similarities between darkness and, and fate, 
And I think the tandem read is not confusing, but I think if you try to tandem read ruin and retribution, it will be kind of confusing because the timelines are so skewed, but, um, or like the way I had to write it, it doesn't fit. Like you're probably in the middle. Like, I think that I was at seven chapters before you got to chapter three in ruin. Like I was seven chapters into, uh, or five or something. It was a lot, a lot more chapters in the very beginning of retribution than when we are like to a certain point in ruin. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was just a lot. I, I felt like Hades is a God. He's doing something. And I didn't, I don't think I expected quite what he was getting into. And, and I thought, you know, Dionysus and Ariadne are in this book. And I remember writing some of those scenes when I was writing Malice and not really feeling like those fit in here and thinking, I think this, these belong in retribution, and they did. Um, so yeah, it's a whole, it's a larger world than just, you know, Persephone's perspective. Persephone's perspective is very important, and I, I feel like it's a true, like, journey to someone, you know, becoming who they were meant to be, like, shaking off their, uh, their childhood, essentially, like, how they grew up, um, sort of escaping a cycle like a negative cycle and uh but Hades is something completely different and uh it's like preparing for war Mm -hmm. I'm always relieved when I get to the end of it and it's like it made sense (laughs) I'm always like thank god because I never know I'm always like this could be I could fuck this up and nothing will make sense and but it always doesn't it always works out so (laughs) I have to go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, I have to ask, because I know you've went from Hades and Sethi to KBB and stuff like that. But when you were writing Malice or Ruin, did you have any idea that Hades was up to these things? Or did that just come when you sat down and start writing? No. Okay. I didn't know. I, I knew I, I, so I knew elements like that Hera was going to her (laughs) yeah well I I knew Hera was going to challenge him to labors but I didn't know why and I well I knew that she wanted to overthrow Zeus but I didn't know like what she was going to hold over his head to sort of make him do that and I didn't know how the labors were going to play out and that worried me because I because that because I knew I couldn't do 12 of them um and I didn't want them to be like, and I wanted to pay homage to like Heracles and his 12 labors, but I didn't want it to be the same kind of structure, which is where a fight night came in. And I was like, I can do a lot of symbolic stuff because a, a big part of what I do is like, you know, fold in a lot of Easter eggs. And so part, I, she didn't have to fight the lion, but they were statues in the in the, re- the room where they were getting ready. Those are kind of small ways that I tried to do that and then um, folded like newer labors into the main plot. So yeah, it was hard. And uh, <laughs> I, it was like, so hard. Maybe it just gives you a headache. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just hard. And I think that, um, I mean, if you read it, I think you can feel it. It's like, no, you never stop in that book like Hades never stops doing something and mm-hmm. I mean even at one point my editor like wrote in there she was like can you give us a break or something we have like <laughs> breathing room breathe. and uh, yeah can we breathe and I was like oh I, I know I know it's a lot but 
and I worried that it would be too much. I don't think it is now, but Mm-mm. writing it, I thought, God, I feel like, <laughs> you know, we're all exhausted and, and we're still going. And, uh, but yeah, it was, um, no, I, and I did the same thing with a game of fate. I think people think I wrote them at the same time and I didn't, I just like prayed to, you know, the goddess that I, that it was going to make sense because I didn't know if it would, um, so yeah and you know some people will probably hear that and be like you're right it doesn't make sense but you know whatever I think I think I did a good job (laughs) and uh it was really really difficult it was beyond difficult to write that book um so I I I think that the reason I'm so invested in making sure people read Hades side is because it was so hard yeah it was so hard and uh I mean obviously not only did I not want to write it for a lot of reasons, <laughs> like, you know, grief and shit, I uh, just, I knew it was going to be hard and I wasn't wrong. <laughs> so, but I got there. We're here now. And, and now I'm going to write QMM and it's going to be really fucking hard. <laughs> so, I, I do love this job, despite how I sound right now. <laughs> But it's okay for it to be hard. Jobs can be hard. No matter if you're loving it or hating your job, like it's fine. That's totally natural. You still have bad days, even if you love yeah. your job those days. So I was trying, like, why? Yeah, I tried to hold on to the fun parts of the novel, like the 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 Hermes parts and the the Ecate parts and all the sex scenes. Like I tried to hold on to that <laughs> stuff because it was really fun. But then there was all the shitty stuff that was not fun. Right? <laughs> So, yeah, you know. <laughs> the sex scenes from Hades POV is just something else. They're so hard to write. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's just really hard to write sex from a male point of view. And I hope, it, I think it is different. I think, you know, and I don't, they don't think about the same things. They don't, their bodies do different things. And so I, I just was like, how the fuck? because you know they don't think they just don't think about the same thing so at all they don't even think at all you know and so (laughs) I remember just like interviewing people (laughs) to be like okay I need to know how you think during sex or like looking up interviews where people talked about it and like you know anonymously and um yeah, it was so difficult, but I was like, I, I want to get this right. I don't want this to feel the same. I don't want it to read the same. I don't want to think about sex as a female. I wanted to, you know, think about it as a male would approach it. So hopefully I did that successfully. I have no clue. Uh, <laughs> so the things you do. There was, you are, uh, there's a TikTok where the author, female author, asks her husband things like, "Can you get a boner in a pool?" or <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. things like that. I mean, yeah, that's I the point of having men in our lives, right? <laughs> the only point, the only thing they're good at. Um, yeah, it's a. It was that was very very difficult. So, my favorite scene though is the is the uh, scene where they take photos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my favorite one. That was, yeah, that was spicy. And I remember being so embarrassed by it. I'm so embarrassed. Well, it, it, it takes some kind, some level of, um, I'm sorry, G is on another level this week. 
<laughs> he kicked open the door and ran in here. But oh, what's the word I'm trying to look for? I would never do that. I am too insecure to do that. And seeing it is like I can just see myself trying to do that and failing miserably. <laughs> yeah, I would too. But I am. Um, yeah, I don't. I I just like you have to do something with the camera. <laughs> so I did it. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, it was good though. It was awesome. Did the camera. <laughs> that was spicy. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was great. I but I loved the banter. Even like just the banter in the whole book was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The banter. Derek, he's trying to get me. Derek's like, can I please read it? I'm like, no, not until it comes out and we have our physical copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like. Um, I think that's why I love Adrian and Gold so much too, is because they have just such a fun banter. All their, all of their conversations are so like biting and witty and just like every time, every conversation I have. And I just love it so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having a lot of fun with that. (laughs) (laughs) Not surprising, but you know. Are you, uh, are you officially writing QMM? Are you still in the planning phase? I am officially writing scenes, so I haven't started, I haven't yet began, like, you know, like I do chronologically, but I know, I know up to probably midpoint what's going to happen. Actually, it's probably more as I know 75% of it, but I keep thinking that I'm going to get to it sooner than I actually will, and I'm kind of dreading that, but whatever, it's fine. Mm. So I just want everyone to understand that QMM hasn't been written yet. Do not go in Scarlett's DMs and ask her for a book early because it's it's not there. And I'm gonna delete. Someone asked me for the first chapter of um, Chaos, and I was just like, "It's." I mean, that doesn't even. That's. I don't even know how that one starts. It does not exist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not how I work. Unfortunately, for everyone who wants it, so. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Gotta wait. <laughs> Hold your horses, people. Calm yes. down. Be patient. Yeah. Learn patience. When it's over, you'll be sad. <laughs> I will. Exactly. Sad. I'm like, it's okay. The delay is fine because that means that my heart won't break for a while longer. It's fine. <laughs> I just wish I knew it was going to happen. I sound so dumb right now, but I'm like, I really don't know yet. I Actually, there, you know, there's a teaser that will be at the end of the game of retribution and it's like, basically the start of chaos and it's just a very tiny snippet yeah and that's all I know um gosh so speaking of Hades and Sefi you were do well you're not doing it but Rosebud is doing a read-along in her discord and tiktok and all on her channels for a game of fate which is really Mm -hmm. cool because I hope everyone participates in that and gets into Hades POV if you haven't already, because I think that's going to be fun. And then you're going to have a live at the end of the month to answer some of their questions. Yep. Really excited about that. So it's on Scarlett's page. It's on Rosebud's page. So make sure you check it out and sign up for it if you have not read A Game of Fates. I'm glad she was willing to do that because um, I just thought it would be a fun thing to do. I don't get to talk about a game of fate as much. People don't ask me about it as much, so. And they should. And they should, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, when it's not 
read as much. It's like, it's interesting though, because people will start reading it and then they'll be like, I wish I had started this sooner. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, how you many times have we read stuff and we're like, oh my God, I'd love to know what so-and-so was doing at this point, you know, and something like that. And you want the other POV and you did it. Like you fucking mm-hmm. gave them a whole fucking book, like not just like a random chapter here and there in the book, like, oh, this is what they were doing for this chapter. It's a whole fucking two books now. Well, I think there's like a, there's definitely like a belief system about alternate point of view books where you're just going to read the same book, but not even close. close. Yeah. I tried not to do that. I've only seen one person comment that they think it was too similar. I'm like, I didn't think it was, but also Mm -hmm. I'm the author. So no, I remember I remember when I first read A Game of Fate and it starts where I think he's at the docks or he's somewhere near, I, yes, wherever he uh-huh. is, I'm like, oh shit, this isn't just mm-hmm. a touch of darkness. Um, yeah, I mean, he has a whole other point of view. Like he has a, I mean, he has a whole other plot. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not just reading like, I just I just didn't feel like someone like Hades would just spend all his time pining after a woman. <laughs> no. You know? Just like, you know, I didn't really want Persephone to do that either. I wanted her to be, right. I think maybe that's why people, people get so irritated with Isold and with Persephone because like, but they love them so much. And I'm like, yeah, but he's still her conqueror. And, you mm-hmm. know, and Persephone still wants to be her own person. And she's so afraid that if she gives into this situation, she's not going to get that. Yeah. I mean, look at how her mom taught her, right? Her mom basically taught her that. So, you know, it's just interesting. So you, you fight a lot of stuff as a, as a woman, I think. <laughs> I'll do this. Oh, but do that. But wait, don't do that. That's how it feels. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't know. It's like, my dad always told me like, don't, get in a relationship until you're financially stable, you know? And then, so I had a, a fear for a long time of being in a relationship before I was financially stable. So I just didn't, you know, I was too afraid to take the jump. Right. And, and I feel like Seffi has the same idea. Like, you know, if I do this, I, I'll, everything my mom said will happen or my mom will be disappointed in me and people who have grown up in trauma, they, that's their biggest fear is disappointing a parent. Mm-hmm. And losing a sense of identity. Yeah. Yeah, because you've only, you only know, you know, your identity as far as your parents have kind of crafted you to think, right? And then you go to college and you start to learn different things. That's the whole point of Persephone's journey is, you know, when you get far enough away from your parents, you get to decide how you think. Mm -hmm. It's scary. Yeah. It's not easy doing that. No. Yeah. And, you know, and doing it alone, because like my parents didn't even, I went to school two hours away and my parents didn't like help me move in. They didn't, they didn't actually come to see me um, in college until I graduated and they almost didn't do that. So they had no idea like where, like what the town was like, where I was going to school. They didn't know where I lived, you know, so I had to do all, I had to navigate all of that on my own, like Persephone did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't do anything lightly. <laughs> in my book. It's mm-hmm. all shit I've been through. <laughs> so. 
I wish more people understood that. They will eventually. And if they don't, mm-hmm. then it's fine. They just yeah. need to not yeah. things. <laughs> I just, you know, the people who are meant to see it and meant to learn from it are meant to relate to it, you know, that's, those are the people who are meant to find it. And when you're an author and you, you have the kind of presence I do, I think you have to remind yourself of that on a daily basis because this, that can hurt your feelings a lot, you know? Yeah. It's hard to know that people don't understand, you know, what you've been through or like, you know, it's hard to think that they wouldn't um, validate your your situation or your trauma or anything you know that's sometimes what it feels like mm-hmm. and sometimes it's even hard just to share it just to put it out there yeah somehow I always feel like a little afraid to you know to say anything or to talk about it because I'm like you know I don't know it's my you know my mom's alive and I mean I always <laughs> manage to get through it but why I write the books I write though that's why I started writing you know my mm-hmm. childhood was traumatic Alexa turn on plug three mm-hmm. she listens <laughs> Alexa turn on plug three is your is yours hearing it <laughs> <laughs> my Alexa is like what <laughs> I'm sorry Alexa <laughs> she's fine I have to yell at her she's, Alexa doesn't listen to me she only listens to Chris and it's really annoying mm-hmm. my Alexa is very frustrating like she she just she likes to tell me that there does my like my plug doesn't exist and I'm like okay well I know it does because we've been here before and it, you know you, you you turn it on it's like arguing with her I don't I don't like it <laughs> oh, pretty sure Amazon does that on purpose Oh yeah, I think they do. I, too. Yeah, I call my Alexa names, so I'm sure she doesn't like me. So, yeah. yeah, I got rid of ours because she pissed me off too much. I was like, no, fuck <laughs> it, I'm not talking to you anymore. I can't get over. I was watching a true crime show, and she recorded a whole ass murder, and I was like, <gasps> Alexa, you've been listening this whole time. Like, you recorded a whole fucking murder. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't go like, Alexa, record this. I yeah, okay. I think <laughs> yeah. There's a setting, because I remember when we first got it, if um, if a window open, like crashes open. Alexa, stop. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she was not shutting up. <laughs> yeah. If a, if a window crashes or like breaking glass goes, they start recording it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can good. set it to that, though. Yeah. Chris, my Chris did, too. Mm-hmm. Men. That is kind of creepy. Yeah. I just don't like them listening. I mean, I know my iPhone listens to me, but I was like, that's one thing. Like, I don't need to add other things. That <laughs> I, I think like the, know what I say. the only thing I hate is like, if I get my lashes done and I'm like half asleep, my lash lady will yell aggressively at Alexa and I like jerk awake and it's just it's very traumatic experience. <laughs> the whole reason you don't like Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. but let's finish up, but I want to know what your favorite funnest part to write for A Game of Retribution was. Um, I liked, um, so the, so there were two scenes, the the best friends thing with Hermes, and then the, the one for the fight night where he's like putting the gold, gold dust on him, (laughs) and I, I was just like, I had this image of him, like, 
doing it for no fucking reason, just like making <laughs> up a reason so he could, you know, basically touch Hades. <laughs> he saw and an opportunity, he took it. It's not like nobody yeah. has done it. He did. And Hades was so annoyed by it. Like, why do I have to do this? <laughs> it was like, and he's, he's like, it's either this or you're naked. <laughs> <laughs> so and I think that was probably my favorite. <laughs> oh, I got so mad that that Hermes TikTok got taken down. Cause it was, was it the Hermes just, one that got taken down. Well, there's been several of them that have been taken down, but I think yeah. TikTok didn't like the fishnets, the man nipples, and then the sparkly banana. And oh, I was yeah. just like, this is so Hermes. Like, don't, don't ruin my fun. I think TikTok really hates us now. Cause I tried to post something the other day and I'm pretty sure I'm shadow banned. So <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it. I have so. ideas. I am going to keep my kink and cock comments to myself and we're just going to be lovey-dovey and um it's it's so like I want to talk about TikTok for a second before we finish up because yes your TikTok is different than a lot of authors and that's for a specific reason because you're not the type to be dancing or doing TikTok trends or things like that but it's really frustrating that TikTok is censoring romance books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the whole world is censoring romance right now and generally, you know, censoring women. And it's very frustrating. There's a there's a library in my state, which is not surprising because I live in Oklahoma, but a, a public library um, who has decided to ban a shameless romance book club and a sexual assault awareness display. And there's so many issues with that. Um, <laughs> let's start with equating, you know, sex with sexual assaults. That's a huge issue. Um, but also you're a public library and, you know, there are certain standards that public libraries must follow according to the ALA Bill of Rights. And one of those is having access to all kinds of information. Um, So, you know, if we have information on the far left, we have to have information on the far right. The whole idea is access. And people will say, well, that kind of thing doesn't belong in a public space, but it does belong in a public library. Um, So yeah, there's this huge movement right now, kind of just as romance is, you know, getting getting the attention and the, I think, the praise that it's deserved for a long time also being censored um so it's it's a very it's very interesting and very unfortunate and uh i just i think it's uh i I think we're in kind of for a long fight as we have always been um when it comes to romance and I think we've always had to justify. I feel like I always, especially as a woman, that we always have to justify like that our romance is smart and cunning and mm-hmm. and meaningful. And um, I feel like we're kind of we're still we're still going to have to argue for that. But we should not have to argue for access in our public libraries. That's fucked up. Yeah, I saw you posted that. You shared it on your stories, and I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" Yeah. Yeah, I have more to say about it, but I, I don't have time to get my thoughts in order this week, but um, very, very, very disappointed. And when you have a board, they should understand the purpose of your library system, especially as a public library. The whole reason I didn't go into school libraries because you get censorship a lot there. And, mm-hmm. you know, not about that. No. 
No, but access, being able to have access to something that you usually wouldn't have access to. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it's up to the parent, you know, if you don't want, if you don't want your kid to have access to material that you deem inappropriate, then that's your conversation with your kid. That's not my responsibility as a public librarian. Mm -hmm. My responsibility as a public librarian is to give them access to what they ask for. Mm -hmm. And if you're not there to help them decide on the kind of books that they want to read, that is on you. Mm -hmm. A lot of opinions about that. (laughs) Oh, same, same. Living in a small town in Texas and, you know, wearing the uh, Cult of Scarlet shirt and my Cult of Scarlet jacket and my, all my romance shirts, like I wear like a, a smut reader, a proud smut reader shirt. I've had people stop me, but like, you shouldn't read what that. They oh, they can. I was like, as a person that was raised very religious boys were not supposed to hug you you were not supposed to be touched by boys like nothing at all like Jew is very religious this was how I learned how to interact with people yeah I was homeschooled too so reading was my only outlet you know and I was like you can't tell me that my romance is just it's just sex it's not it's about relationships and how to communicate and everything else like that like it's not just I'm not reading one long sex scene for 400 pages. Like, it's not that. (laughs) I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You can do that. You can definitely do that. that. I would not complain about that. But, you know, I mean. No. It's about balance. It is. And I mean, if you're a 16-year-old girl that, you know, didn't have, you know, a lot of boyfriends or had trauma (laughs) in your life and you didn't want, you were scared of boys or, you know, because I had friends that, horrible things happened to them when they were younger and you know reading romance helped them see how it could be different but mm-hmm. also just kind of give them a healthy outlet to kind of have those fantasies and those thoughts without feeling guilty or ashamed or scared because mm-hmm. they could put themselves in someone else's mindset yeah I think we too often in my opinion as a you know librarian not as a parent because I'm not a parent but I think we don't give our kids enough credit when we give them access to books for knowing what they can tolerate and what they can't. Mm-hmm. And I firmly believe that, you know, I, I was over with teen volunteers when I worked at the library and I believe all those kids had the ability to put a book down if they felt like they were uncomfortable and they did. Um, so I just wish parents would give their kids more freedom to explore literature which is safer than Mm -hmm. trying to do it yourself whatever you're interested in Mm -hmm. um you know then then trying to discourage them because that's what I saw a lot is you know a tons tons and tons of discouragement but you know it's the we'll fight the good fight (laughs) and hopefully win someday yeah keep taking steps towards it yep yeah all you can do is like you know I think at the end of the day I talk a lot about my personal experiences because I think it's important that people understand that I don't just write you know I I chose to write romance because I loved it I loved reading it right and um 
but I am very thoughtful and a lot of authors are very thoughtful about how they approach the subject and it's not all about just having sex you know but it is about finding ways to have safe sex you know and how to have how to make your way toward a good relationship a good and healthy relationship you know or also in his old case you know it's about not bashing women who just want to have casual sex because you know our society does that to us mm-hmm. um so yeah it's I think we just have to keep talking about it and yeah we can't be silenced we can't let people silence us mm-hmm. no agreed yeah I feel like we had a moment where we were sh- shamed and then it was free and book talk was a big thing but now I feel like book talk's getting censored again and it's really frustrating mm-hmm. so not hopefully- only is book talk being censored by tiktok itself I feel like book talk creators are censoring again which oh. is frustrating because they want views and content and I think that's you know is that <laughs> is that what you're going to bow to are you going to bow to that you know institution and um yeah so I know it's hard because that's some people's well-being but you just I don't know I just think we got to do something to change that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just keep supporting authors you love and don't bash authors you don't love. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we have to be kind to each other. This is an environment post, well, we're not even post COVID, but you know, where everyone's come out of trauma. Mm-hmm. And I think I respond to that so much because obviously I was one, as someone who was highly affected by COVID, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't help but think that so many people you know, you don't have to lose someone to have had a traumatic experience during COVID or generally. Mm-hmm. So I try to come at everything with, even if I can't put myself in their shoes, I just always say like, they have to be going through something. Anyone who's hateful to you though, they are going through something. Mm-hmm. Anyone who has to channel their day-to-day to express hate, they're going through something something in their life is terrible because you cannot put that out there and not be receiving it back mm-hmm. i believe in those karmic rules 100 mm-hmm. percent. so i <laughs> i love how we came to help promote a game of retribution and all of your work but we're leaving with some amazing insight on important issues. So <laughs> oh, no, if it's insight, it's just my belief system. Uh, <laughs> so I always hope that I can speak well. I'm always like, God, I hope I can talk well. I don't sound dumb. <laughs> you never sound dumb. But how did your keynote go? It went really well. I talked about, you know, like, how I got here, which was not easy. My, my steps to getting to this point, people think I became a, you know, a popular author overnight and it was like 19 years of work. And uh, so I got to talk about that and, and just tell my story of, you know, how hard it was and a bit of my childhood and stuff. And so that was, I hope it was helpful and inspiring to people. Who knows? Um, (laughs) But that was my first keynote. 
so <clears throat> I just sometimes I'm like why are people asking me to do these things because I've never done them before but then I'm like okay so I had to get through that anxiety and be like no it's a good thing you can do this <laughs> so eventually I get there <laughs> I'm sure it was great I wish I could have watched I know mm-hmm. that's all right well I'm sure there will be I'm excited <laughs> <laughs> so with that um Visit Scarlett's website, her social media, everything's there. She's busy. She's doing awesome things. Game of Retribution is out on May 31st on everything. Audiobook, hardback, paperback, everywhere. So you can get the book. Do not come at Scarlett's Instagram or anywhere saying you can't get the book. I hope they can. I do know that that the last time um, we had trouble getting it to go up on, um, well, Amazon took the buy buttons down because they weren't prepared for all the orders they got for KBB, which is their fault. Um, but yeah, so that I do know that that was an issue. But if you have those issues, you can always email like international at uh, sourcebooks.com and they yes. will help you get the book or figure out why you're you aren't able to access it mm-hmm. and always pre-order sometimes pre-order hiccups happen but you're a lot safer if you pre-order ahead of time well, that was the point that's the point with what happened with um kbb is that they didn't think they didn't plan to have that many orders for the book because the pre-orders the pre-orders were good i don't know why they yeah did that but mm-hmm. whatever Okay, ladies, underestimating you again. Uh, yeah. One day, one day they will stop doing that. I'm, I'm used one, to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm used Let to them it. underestimate you, and then you'll just continuously, continuously grow. And yeah. Always be successful. Ooh, one other thing before we finish out, though, when stars come out is being republished on July 26th. Oh yeah, yeah. my baby book. <laughs> Your baby book, which is not adults no everyone no like I knew I knew what was going to happen people are going to be like this isn't like a touch of darkness and that's exactly like what people these people who've been reading it are saying and I'm just like I have said this but it is it's a YA book that's intended to become new adults but it's clearly not new adult yet (laughs) and and so yeah so it's not going to be like um a touch of darkness at all except it's very it's very plot driven I'm just hoping there's not going to be the problem where A Touch of Darkness was on YA shelves when it definitely should have been, and now <laughs> what if they do the reverse? <laughs> um, a Touch of Darkness is still on some YA shelves, and I don't understand that, but what I don't know. But <laughs> Whenever I see it on, at like one of my Barnes & Nobles in town, I'm like getting somebody like, hey, this is not. not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that's the case, and so... But, you know, it, that's the only time I have an issue with like a, a, like a team picking up my book, because if you willfully mislead them into believing that is a team book, that's, that's an issue. That is an issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Stars Come Out is for teens, so if you have any like, you know, a niece or someone you think mm-hmm. would enjoy it, it's not, it's, not a, it's not heavy on love story. I know that's another complaint, but um, 
I, you know, I wasn't a romance author at that time. So I focused more on, I don't know, it's heavy, it's really heavy world building. I'm going to make it. Yeah, I'm really excited. (laughs) Chris is cute. He's scared to read A Touch of Darkness because I've like read him things and he's like, oh God. So I can't, I haven't convinced him yet. It's on, it's there. Like I keep like pushing it on his bedside table and be like, look, what's here? Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I have had, um, I've had a lot of couples read it and they, and the, I think it's funny because the men always side with Persephone. Um, (laughs) but my favorite, my favorite was a, a man. He was, uh, he said he hadn't picked up a book in 40 years. And his wife encouraged him to read A Touch of Darkness. And he did, and he loved it. And so he had just wanted to tell me that. And um, I managed to get him, he wanted a signed book for his wife. And so I uh, had him call Barnes and Noble and place an order so I could sign his, personalize his book. But yeah, I thought that was really, really cool. And so yeah, men read my books all the time and love them. So Mm -hmm. That's so cute. And say, yeah. says, I'm going to try to get Chris to read when the stars come out and be like, it's YA. It's I should make YA. Derek tell Chris to read them. Yeah. I think the husbands need to have a group chat because sometimes they I, get jealous of our chat. I think so. <laughs> do they really? Yes. Chris is, Chris is like, what are you laughing about? I'm like, book stuff. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think I, my, I will never forget the, that YouTube video you sent about the blowjobs. I think that was, that was the hardest I had laughed in so long. I, I, I could not stop laughing. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I have nev- I've never laughed so fucking hard in my whole life. Uh, it was so funny. Uh, but yeah, no, I think, um, I think, I just think you have to go into when stars come out with a different mindset. It is not going to be like a touch of darkness. Do not expect it to be like a touch of darkness. Because people go into it thinking, oh, here's another book by Scarlett St. Clair. It's going to be spicy. And it's not. No. no. <laughs> that should, like, that should have been a trigger warning. <laughs> I know. <laughs> not well, <laughs> it does have a trigger warning for suicide. So just note that if you, you know, have triggers, there's, all my books have trigger warnings. So. Yeah. All books mm-hmm. should have trigger warnings. That was another big thing that was going around on TikTok a while ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I think you should inform people and they, they get to decide if this mm-hmm. book is going to be right for them. I'll never forget with Malice when I put the, you know, I had to put the sexual, um, con- like sexual assault content at the beginning, trigger warning at the beginning. And this woman tagged me in a TikTok where she was very thankful for it because she was going to read the book, start the book when she was going to bed. And she knew she wasn't going to be able to do that because of the, the trigger warning at the beginning. So they help people like trauma is real so stop assuming that just because you don't have it other people don't exactly and I don't believe that you don't have it because everyone does (laughs) so there's a lot of things we have to fix in the publishing world but there's something we need to fix with Amazon because when you download a book on Kindle Mm -hmm. it automatically Mm -hmm. goes to the first chapter or your prologue yeah 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 which is a little annoying you always have to scroll back Yes. Yeah, that's going to be a fight, mm-hmm. potentially. I wonder if if uh, an author who has a well, I'll ask. I'll ask about it and see. Yeah, maybe. 
what you can do, like if you format your own book, if you set your trigger warnings to the prologue, like as a prologue somehow, I know you can do it in Vellum. I don't know how people in do Bellum. it in other programs. That way it opens the trigger warnings first. I don't know what they do in other programs, but Vellum is very easy to use for eBooks, not so much for paperbacks, but mm -hmm. yeah. But it should be a default. Oh yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you shouldn't get your book banned for trying to educate your readers on what's in your book. Yeah, that's shitty. Because mm -hmm. yep. I've been burned by not being able to find trigger warnings before. Yeah. Yep, we don't want to. No. I would be devastated. No. It sucked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I can't even believe that the, that's an actual conversation that we have to have, but that's necessary. Mm -hmm. when I saw all of that happening I was like hmm. interesting why it's is very that simple mm -hmm. oh, yes. I think um if you can also like you, you can also insert a link or you know check out I would prefer putting it in the book because I do know like this as a librarian not everyone has access to your website so even if you wanted to say like oh all my trigger warnings are on my website I still think they should be in the book yeah so but it's a, it's a, it's progress and, you know, we just have to respect people and that's, that's I come back to that a lot, don't I? Respecting people, just respect the people. Just, just be a fucking decent human. Yeah, yeah, I just, it's so, it's so hard, isn't it? It must be very hard to be okay. a decent human being. <laughs> it's just no, so difficult like I think I just I think the longer I uh, go about like just seeing some things that people do but I mean sometimes I'm like wow that's a cry for help and you have to re remind yourself like when you feel hurt by someone else um you know only hurt people hurt people so but it's very hard to remember it's very very hard to remember mm-hmm it's really hard not to react to things sometimes. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I know. I know because I want to all the time. Uh, but you know, because, but if I do it, I'm, you know, I'm not a good author or something, but I don't know. I just, especially on my page, I'm like, I get to decide how I'm treated here. And if I don't like what you say, then I'm going to block you, mm -hmm. you know, for my own mental health. Or in your family and, group. <laughs> yeah. And that plenty. I just oh, that goes all over me. I can't go in the Facebook group. I'm sorry. I support you 100 outside of that Facebook group. I just it's chaos in there. Oh gosh. Okay, ladies, do we have any other things we want to uncover or vent about? <laughs> uncover. <laughs> the biggest lesson to remember here is don't be a dick and pre-order a game of retribution mm -hmm. yes and read a game of fate if you haven't yes pre-order yes and be nice to fucking characters <laughs> and authors and each and other yes just be just be nice i mean just because they're fictional characters don't mean that they don't have feelings too <laughs> right i have feelings about yeah i have feelings about fictional characters like that i relate to and don't fuck with them mm -hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. okay. yes. no. especially comfort characters when someone hates oh a comfort gosh. character i'm like leave me alone please stop mm -hmm. i just i never wanted to read books that i didn't love like if i didn't love a book i put it down and i never you know 
comment about it because I'm just like, I mean, someone's going to love that book. Not, not all books are for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just never understood that. And when people kind of started to read my book, cause they, they wanted to hate read me. I was like, this is a very new experience and yeah. I don't understand why you would waste your time on it, but you don't have to read a hyped book just to bash on it. It's hyped yeah, for like, a reason. I think it's hilarious when people it. are like, I don't understand the hype of, you know, a touch of darkness. And I'm like, well, then it wasn't meant for you. Know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, clearly, clearly you got nothing out of it. And that's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, and I know Brit's going to hit me for this one, but um, like Jude and Carden, like Holly Black, that, like, I liked it. Is it my favorite? No. That means see, I, don't, I don't hate you. <laughs> and same thing with like Serpent and Dove. I don't post yeah. it because it was fine. It was a fine series. I mean, the story building and, you know, all that stuff was great, but it's not my favorite and I don't have like rave things to say about it. So I don't post about it. Mm-hmm. If I have rave things to say about a book, I post about it. Otherwise, yeah, I, th- I think about that and what Shelby had to go through with Blood and Honey because people were so angry about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I, I just think that had to have been really, really hard. It had to have been. Because some people, that's their comfort characters. And yeah, you, know, you can't, like, no. Like, Hades and Persephone are comfort characters for me. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people's comfort characters, and I'm very grateful for that. I just... Mm-hmm. You know, I try to hold on to that. Like I try to hold on to, because for every one person who's shitty to me about it, there's like, you know, 20 others who are absolutely fantastic and say yeah. very kind things, you know? Yeah. So, you know, there's always that side to it. It's not all like hard. It's just that you mm-hmm. have days where that's all you can, all you can fixate on, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, those are the hard days and we get past those and, you know, it doesn't change. Like, None of the negative things people have said about me, my books have changed my progress or my success. I'm going to France tomorrow. Like, you know what I mean? So they didn't have any impact. No. And honestly, I think it's more one to a hundred being in your comments. There's like a hundred awesome comments and sweet comments. And I always want to screenshot them and send them to you sometimes. (laughs) You can do that. Okay. I love it too when I like do some admin stuff and I'm like okay it's a good day I've only I haven't yeah. had anything <laughs> you know when it's a good day it's like oh people aren't shitty to me. Mm-hmm. but and I, I know I know some of them don't think about it as being like mm-hmm. shitty to the author like they probably don't think I'll ever see it but you know I do sometimes uh, less so now because we took away people's ability to tag me and shit but yeah but some do sneak in and it's really annoying <laughs> mm-hmm. but we can only do what we can only do her best only growing I think the last time you were on here were you at were you at 30 something thousand and now you're like at 57 yeah I don't know what I was at when I when we were on here last but I'll have to yeah yeah, I'll have to go back and listen because I think we talked about how big you were last time and I was thinking it was around 30 yeah I think so too when was last time KBB probably 30 yeah Mm -hmm. But I remember I had I hadn't realized how much I had grown because in November of uh, 2020, I had had like 3,000 followers, and then in November 2021, I had had um, well, how many did I have? Like 
30? Was it 30? Yeah, it was 30. Yeah, it was 30. Yeah, I so I had point four. I don't know why that's in my head. But <laughs> Very mm-hmm. specific. I know. <laughs> yeah, it has been a lot of growth, and I think like that's um that's really difficult too to kind of handle. And I I uh, am getting, I think I'm getting better at handling it. But uh, I was not good at it for a little while, and not good at boundaries. And so we're getting there. Yeah. Turning off the tag stuff was a big deal. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. And the messages too, because you don't get as many yeah. messages anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made it made things a lot. It made me not um, anxious to get on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I don't so. want you to be afraid of the platform or like feel like you can't go on it. Yeah, well, you just you know you get you get afraid. I I don't even want to see at this point. I don't care if you wrote a five star review for my book. I don't want to see any of it. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking care. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm grateful you wrote a, a review, but I can't do it right now. Like I have no ability to even read it. I, uh, there's something triggering about it and I can't mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that that was surprising to me because I used to be able to do it. I would be really excited about that. But now I'm like, no, I don't want to see any of it. I can't, I can't do mm-hmm. it. I, like, Maybe that will change. It's even hard on like pers- my personal page where sometimes I'll filter and just look at comments. And sometimes I don't even check comments because I don't want to accidentally see something. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Cause people will start commenting like, you know, on my, my stuff about different stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't even know why you're having this mm-hmm. conversation yeah. in my comment section, but yeah, it's okay. social media is a hard thing. So yeah. Okay. I think we're gonna end it here. Okay. <laughs> you can get some sleep and yes. get ready for your trip. Make sure you make sure you pack your pajamas, please. Yes. Don't forget. I did pack my pajamas. Okay. The only things I haven't packed are like my makeup. I I don't think I'm gonna put makeup on tomorrow. Usually I do because I feel like they treat you better when you're all like dolled up on the airplane. But whatever. I was. Um. I would never know. I look like a gremlin every time I'm like, <laughs> I have baseball hat, sweatpants, a baggy t-shirt, yeah. comfy shoes. Uh, I wear it's a long <laughs> I do wear slides because I hate, I, even though I have TSA pre-check, I don't want, I mean, if I, cause we're going through Heathrow and I, they don't do pre-check. They do like that. They don't even do backpack there. So I had to take off my shoes. I'm like, I'm not going to take off some tennis shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I get so self-conscious putting shoes back on because what if your heel gets stuck or like what if something happens <laughs> and then you're like anxiety thing. <laughs> yeah that anxiety I, keeps me from it I was taught from a young age just grab all your crap and like walk to some chair far away from everybody and so that's what I do I always wear socks because I'm not touching that nasty ass airport ground <laughs> with my feet Fair. I watched I watched a girl do that. Like I was in Seattle a couple weeks ago. This girl did not have socks. And so she's like tiptoeing around. And I'm like, no. Oh. Chris and I went I'm to like, the- oh, Chris and I went I was to like, the- girl, do you want some socks? Like, <laughs> I have clean ones. Oh. So we went to the movies. I forget what movie it was, but we have the recliner seats. And the guy next to me took off his flip flops and was just sitting there with his bare feet out. All reclined. <laughs> and- Ew. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. I'd be like, I gotta move. I can't sit here. Yeah. I would move and watch the movie. <laughs> I would leave. If the theater was packed, I would leave. 
I watched I um, <laughs> Doctor Strange and I really it was like this weird 80s montage like the the way they did the transition scenes was very 80s and I was like are we in like the white wedding music video or something because nice. I don't know if y'all seen it yet but Mm-mm. we're going this week need to. I'm going this it's week ca- it's not as it's not memorable I feel like everything they've done the only character that's really memorable to me is Scarlet Witch and I felt like they did a really good job with her so I love her so much mm-hmm. I do too I I um yeah it was very the director does horror stuff and we had some jump scares in there that I did not appreciate but it was <laughs> so well done oh Chris is gonna so die about Chris those Chris is the worst with jump scares and it kills me because he gets so pissed because I'll just sit there like a stone and I'll be fine. But he will jump like three feet out of his seat. That's adorable. I think that's a cancer treat because that's me. Yeah. (laughs) I hate them, but I did it. I sat through. (laughs) It was cool. It gave gave me some really good ideas for QMM. So I love that. Movies are so inspiring sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, it was weird because I had gone to Leslie earlier in the day and we were talking through like um his old magic and like how do you bind a god's power and she was talking about sacred geometry and that's how you would bind power and uh then everything we talked about was also in there. <laughs> and so I was like I texted her and I was like everything we were talking about earlier with witchcraft is in this, you know, in this movie. So it was it was very fitting and timely. Nice. There's nothing like the biggest rabbit hole is any type of witchcraft research yeah yeah i'm reading this book um which oh yeah and um it's really really interesting and talks about the patriarchy and that's and how they kind of how it came into power and yeah it's very upsetting but (laughs) yeah i'm excited (laughs) Okay, ladies. it's gonna be good. I'm excited. I can't mm-hmm. wait. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. It's gonna be good. It's so interesting having like Hades and Steffi world, and then Adrian and his old world. That's just like they're so both different. amazing and so different, and everything we need. Mm-hmm. I love them, but you know, I'm ready. And for at my- the end of the day, I write for myself. So <laughs> I'm ready for more Isolde snark. I loved her. She is so interesting. I love how it begins. Oh my gosh. The audiobook, that narrator. Oh, yeah. Her voice is amazing. Yeah, I chose her. I really, I really liked her. I thought she was going to do a good job as a Zolt. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm really happy with that one. Like, it's just, it's, it's so good. I I love Meg and I love um, Lily. Oh. I think they're they're great. So mm-hmm. I think they Meg makes me sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I think she really enjoys narrating Steffi, so that's good. That's mm-hmm. what you want. Yeah. Yes. Okay, ladies, let's call it a night. Start the, yes, our Central Time and East Coast time is getting a little late. It's doing good. You still, you're what like. It's seven. I have to still work, so. Oh, sorry. Lawyer That's stuff. Fine. Damn lawyer yeah. stuff. It's my fault. I should have done stuff yesterday and I didn't. <laughs> you need rest days, though. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Right now, it's chaos, so. 
Lovely. Everything is chaos. Mm -hmm. Well, Scarlett, as always, thank you for joining us. You are our queen and OG podcast guest. (laughs) Thanks for having me. I always love talking to you guys. I hope (laughs) I wasn't too much of a, you know, downer. (laughs) Never, never, never. We have to talk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Real talk is good talk. We like it. Okay, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Smutty and Nutty Pos- Pot Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Gabby was here. I know. How dare she? Her and, her and Jess. It's not fair. I know. Okay. I'm sure Jess is probably very upset that she could not be here. No, she is so sick. I feel so bad. Does she have the flu? I don't, I think she's got the flu because she said she was, didn't she say she was running fever or was that something? Yeah, she's just, mm-hmm. she, she was, she woke up sick and it got really bad. And she lost her voice and everything. Yeah. Everyone's getting the flu, which is why I thought maybe she had the flu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The flu's going around really bad here. We just have allergies and I just want to chop my nose off. But Yeah. <laughs> and pull out my back teeth. That's, you know, it goes in the nasal cavities, the sinus oh, cavities. No. I was like, what are you yeah. about? I was like, wow, that's extreme. No, that's <laughs> extreme. It's they go into the sinus cavities. Like when I went to the dentist one time, he could see how close it was inflamed to my mm-hmm. teeth. And he was like, Your teeth hurt a lot, don't they? And I was like, Yes, they fucking hurt. I I, I would let you rip them out in a heartbeat. Yeah, huh. they say, because he my sinus is so bad. I, I yep. went in one time for a toothache and they said, um, it's probably your sinuses because it can yeah. present itself as a mm-hmm. My dad's will get so bad, his whole side of his face will swell up. Yep. I have, like, chronic sinus issues, so my, like, all here and back here will hurt all the time. I did not know that. Yeah. Yep. You learned something new. So much makes sense now. (laughs) It's like, have your teeth been hurting? Yes, they have been. (laughs) Yeah, it stays back here in the top. sensitive and hurting mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. okay where you feel um, like if you can poke them really hard with something they would feel better because you could relieve that pressure in there i keep mm-hmm. playing with my back teeth okay i'm gonna end this and go take some benadryl <laughs> <laughs> okay guys let's try this again thank you for listening to the smutty and nutty podcast i am lexi you can find me on instagram at reads by lexi and i'm ash and you can find me on instagram at a well read wolf 91 and I'm Britt, and you can find me on both Instagram and TikTok at Lunar Literature. And don't forget to follow Scarlett on all platforms at author Scarlett St. Clair. Yes. yes. Okay, good night, yeah. guys. Thank you. Bye. 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 Love you guys. Bye. Love you. <laughs>